Welcome to Mad Women, where women are moving ahead with determination. I'm your host, Maria Cook, and I'm here with a very, very strong woman who last year in June lost her son. She didn't stop. She didn't allow that to stop her from moving ahead with determination. What she did was she got mad. She got angry, but she actually made sure that her challenge, her situation and circumstance did not ever happen to anyone else. So with me today is Miss Dory Scott, who, by the way, is someone not to play with. She literally has been moving mountains and has actually done some amazing things in the name of her son to make sure that other women, other families do not have to experience the challenges, hardship, or traumatic crisis that she experienced last year in June. Thank you, Dory, for being a part of my podcast. I'm honored that you was able to actually come and you accepted my invitation. I want you to share with me and a lot of the viewers just a little bit of your story. What made Dory Scott become a mad woman? So um, on June 14th, well, June 13th, um, my son, he started swim lessons um, with a, a local swim instructor. Um, I signed him up for swim lessons in a beginner's class. And um, the first day of swim class, um, I was told that I couldn't stay and watch the swimming lesson. So um, I took him there, waited in my car until after it was over. His first day, he told me, went well. But then the second day of swim lesson, I did the same the same thing. I um, I um, waited in my car, mm-hmm. and while waiting in my car, I got a knock on my window. And that knock on my window was a lady telling me, she said, hey, come get your baby. And when she said that, you know, I'm looking like the time isn't up yet. So I'm wondering, and I look back at her face, and... You know, I saw tears in her eyes, so instantly I knew something was wrong. I swung the door open, you know, started crying, screaming, and went to find my baby on the side of the pool, unresponsive. So that day changed my life forever. And um, amongst that happening, I found out that there were no laws in place for private swim lessons. Okay. Like there was no ratio um, to student to teacher teacher ratio, no type of laws in place at all. So I knew something was wrong. So I knew some there had there um, were some changes that need to be made. Okay. So you allow your obstacle, your challenge, mm-hmm. to actually initiate change. Mm-hmm. Yep. In less than a year. How did you find the strength? You lost a child. It it was hard. It it, it was. still is hard. It's yeah. It still is. It's a day by day challenge, but somehow I get the strength every day because it wasn't always easy. Like some days I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't eat. I had no strength to do anything. Wow. But. Um, 
you know, just with prayer and faith. You was know, able to get I was able to get through it. So I remember seeing your story. I remember getting phone calls about your story. Um, just really understanding. And immediately when I seen your story, it brought me back to 19 years ago with my daughter's story. Um, go taking her to the hospital and her being burned, her father being arrested, and my whole life at the age of 22, Mm -hmm. 360 degree. We, a perfect family that you would think. You have a husband, you had two children. I had a husband, I had two children. Life could not be any better. Would you agree? Would you agree? Mm -hmm. But just in a moment of just negligence, my child life was changed. You lost your child. And it took me back to that day. That was a trigger for me. It took me back to that day. And the things that people wanted me in the conversations and in the phone calls, what they wanted me to do, I couldn't do those things. We weren't in a position to do them. But what I could do and other people didn't know was that I had already lived your story. And that was what I knew I could do. And I remember speaking with your mom and telling her so much about what needed to happen and telling her that no, in a fine way, we talked and we talked for a long time. I think I was in the store shopping. I think I ended up going to like three stores talking to her. <laughs> but what I needed her to know was, is that I could not allow you to go through what I had went through 19 years ago. I don't, I wouldn't want another woman, another person, to go through what I went through 19 years ago. And I felt that sharing my story, but also allowing you to understand where my strength come from, to be able to be the person, to be the mad woman that I am today, that I felt that it could happen for you. And it happened very quickly, and it's still happening. And those are some of the things I felt that I, I know that women should really want to actually give back to each other. I know you're on social media. Unfortunately, I'm not yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> but these are the things where I know you were able to get a lot of support from social media. How has that been in your healing process? Um, social media helps a lot because okay. you're able to get your feelings and what you want to say out there to the public eye because a lot of times people make judgments about a situation or about you, but when you're able to actually express that, you know, to, you know, a variety of people, they can see, they can feel your hurt. Exactly. So, and, you, yeah. and you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, 19 years ago for me, it wasn't the same thing. It was where it was um, more so being judged, being told what I probably should have done or what I didn't do. 
And it becomes to where I allow myself to go into a mental hiding space. But I learned over the least nice 19 years that a, a, a lot of what I've learned and how I learned to keep moving and growing and learn to still love and give back that others needed to hear that as well. Right. And so today, social media definitely is probably the answer. Unfortunately, 19 years ago for me, it wasn't. And I know that that's why today I'm willing to share my story, but a lot, a lot of other women to share their stories because they need to know. They need to know that I'm not the only person going through this. Mm -hmm. You're not the only person going through this. Somebody watching is going through this. But where you find your strength and faith and through trust and believing, that's powerful. That's powerful. And what would you say to somebody to actually say, just really tell them about how you really believe faith has really helped you get to where you are today? Um, I would say that, um, like, I have people, you know, you know, friends, family, talking to me, saying different things, encouraging me, but all that helps. But the one main thing that really helps is just my relationship with God, like, praying to him, asking him for daily strength. That's like one of the first things I do do when I wake up is like pray for strength, pray for guidance, pray for understanding, all of those things. And um, it just helps me get through my day. Even when I have moments where I don't know where I'm going to turn in the moment, I, I stop and I pray. Yes. And he gets me through every time. Wow. That's amazing. And how long did it take that to happen? Um, it took a while because I kind of had like a love hate relationship with him for a little minute because I didn't exactly. understand. Yeah, I didn't understand why, you know, why I kept blaming him. Like God, why did you take my my beautiful four year old? Like I don't understand. Like of course, it didn't sit right with me. So I would ask him why, why, why. And, like I grew up like in a Kojic church and we were taught you don't question God, mm -hmm. you know that type of thing. So. Then I was like, well, am I sinning for asking him this? And then, mm -hmm. like, over time, um, I just gained more understanding. Yes. Um, I still don't fully understand, but hopefully one day I will. Yeah. I know that was one of the things me and your mom talked about where she said that you were angry with God. And I remember telling her, I said, but pray for and pray to God for her and allow her to find it. Because I was that way too. And somebody prayed for me. They had to. Because I'm standing. And I had to keep going. And I told her, I said, she'll find it. It's not lost. It's within you. It's always been there. And you just don't know. Maybe everything, it's a process. And you'll, you'll, you'll eventually come to that place of understanding it takes me so many times to really understand truly why. And, you know, my daughter, I have her. She's here. I wish that she was walking. I would give her my legs to walk if I could. But 
that wasn't the plan. And so these are the things that I know that we, you know, it's a part of the grieving process, acceptance, and really understanding where that comes from. But you, you're being, you're not even giving yourself the credit that you deserve. Like it took a while. It hadn't even been 12 months. Let's talk about what you've really been doing. Izzy's law. Yes, Izzy's law. From the state legislation in Georgia, you have been a mad woman. I'm sorry. You got up pretty early. You ain't, ain't take that long. You made sure that this came January session that your voice was heard. And it needed to be heard. And I'm proud of you for allowing it to be heard because change needed to happen. Come June, summer next year, this year, no child will have to go through that thanks to you. Can you share some of that with me? Yes. Um, I will say that it wasn't all me. Like my family, friends, supporters, the Senator Max Burns, um, mm -hmm. the S Senator Hill, all of them like have been very supportive in all of this. It was like it was introduced and they just took it and ran with it. And um, family and friends just been keeping me strong, helping you know me to stick to the plan because I can't do it all by myself. Of course, yeah. Of course, it's it's, but it's it's definitely been an emotional process. Just seeing, you know, the fruits of it all. It's just been amazing, you know. It's like giving birth to another child, right? And that's exactly mm -hmm. what you've done. He's not lost. Right. You've given birth to his law, something that will forever. Mm -hmm. It may have, you may have lost your child, mm -hmm. but you have saved so many others. So you should be proud of yourself. Definitely be proud of you. I'm proud of you. Like you. I'm so proud of you, and I just, I just know that other women who really are probably struggling to find that same strength can actually take your story within less than 12 months and truly understand where that strength really came from. It's not a magic wand. It's not a facade. You lost a child just like everybody else. Right. Whether it was due to anything, mm -hmm. the bottom line is your child has been lost. It's no difference in the type of traumatic or crisis that happens. Right. It's just how do you find the strength? And you found it. And so what are some of the things that you would really truly want to tell viewers about forgiveness so i will say forgiveness is a big step in your healing process like um it took me a while to get there okay. because um i i didn't see how i would ever forgive like i trusted someone to do a job you know a service that i paid them for and but you have to forgive like you do you can't live your life holding on to that you have to forgive i know my son would want me to forgive he wouldn't want me to be angry and miserable for the rest of my life holding on to that so i would say you just have to forgive yeah and those are the things i honestly i, I really do believe that as well 
um, my ex-husband, my children's father, mm. accidentally stepped on my daughter. He was cooking. Mm. She crawled behind him, and he crushed a disc in her spine. Mm. And that's how she became paralyzed. And I, you know, just didn't understand. Like, I, I was angry with him, so much so to the point that my grandfather had died, and every morning I would wake up after my grandfather died, and I was like, why he didn't die? Like, why it had to be my granddad? And to the point that I just, I had no choice, and we got in an argument one night. I left, and I said, I'm done. I got a divorce, and I was just carrying still that same anger right. for raising my children. And it took me, it didn't happen as easy as it happened to you. It took me like 12, 13 years to forgive them. But when I forgave them, my whole life changed. And when I forgave the other people that were also a part of her, mm -hmm. because although he did it, she went to the hospital. And when she went to the hospital, there was this law in place that said if Yo, you see it as a sign of abuse because he was arrested. Mm -hmm. and he didn't intentionally abuse her, mm -hmm. but he was arrested for it. Mm -hmm. Then you're supposed to do a baby mammogram. And a baby mammogram is any child under the age of two that cannot speak for themselves. You do a full x-ray body of their body. It was done. It was read by the doctors but they neglected to actually act on it. My wow. child only needed a back brace. Wow. And maybe for six months. She had been in the hospital for 30 days. And once your spine is fractured, it was nothing else that could be done. And she right. became paralyzed forever. I was 22 years old. I didn't know what paralyzed was. Right. They didn't give me a manual to go home to say, oh, your child is paralyzed, right. congratulations. Now, this is how you raise this child. No, I didn't get that. I got, your child is paralyzed. Mm. And so, I was angry at the doctors. I just had so much anger. And with that anger, I wanted revenge. Revenge. And I remember the doctor who actually did the surgery on her spine. She said, you need to get a lawyer. And I got a lawyer. And it took 10 years for her case to be settled. But I remember at that settlement, the doctor who we were suing, I remember just seeing just where he had so much grief and guilt in his face. And all the stuff that the lawyers were trying to say. They even accused me of actually doing it intentionally to my child to mm. actually be able to win the case. And it was where I knew, number one, that I didn't, you know, I wasn't even there. But it was where, you know, just where <laughs> the lawyers and everybody would try to win. It was where they was now trying to demise my character as a parent, wow. but as a person who ultimately had been working so hard. And I remember my lawyer telling me, and telling them, we will put 
my daughter on the stand. We will not, not put her on that stand. She's very intelligent, and she can give you her everyday life struggles and her challenges. But I remember as we were talking and they were negotiating with each other, going back and forth and arguing with each other and trying to make me out to be this bad person, mm -hmm. my whole time I looked at him. And in that moment, I said, I have to forgive. Because my anger, well, I'm thinking everybody's living mm -hmm. their life. I didn't see that in him. Because that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. My life had stopped. But my life hadn't stopped. I had a beautiful daughter, a beautiful family, and was able to really allow her to have the things that she needed. So I told you, my story is just a lie. In so many different ways. But it is. It's the forgiveness. It's the trust and the faith in God. And it's really just being a mad woman. Moving ahead with determination. I'm going to end this podcast by allowing you to give me some final thoughts on how you feel that women, mad women, should actually continue to move ahead out of everything that you've been through your life. Give me one thing out of everything that you feel that as a woman that have been dealt with something that changed your life in a 360, right? That you feel that they can actually still get up and stand and be a voice and be a very, very good influential person in the, com the community and through their family. What would that be? I'll say, um, I'll say, even though you feel like you can't see like tomorrow, like don't let it take over you. Don't let it take over you. Turn your pain into purpose because there's still life. There's still look at the positive things in your life, like your family, your friends. Look at what you can do to basically turn your pain into purpose. Um, and just trust God through the process. He'll get you through it. So, Dory, tell us more about Izzy's foundation. So, my husband and I, we created a foundation in honor of our son. It's called the Izzy Scott Foundation. Okay. We're still working on getting everything together. We do have an LLC for it and everything. Um, the best way I can tell you that you can donate is um, I do have it on my Instagram. We started it through a GoFundMe. Okay. But we still have to get everything created and set up. Okay. Now, what is your go, um, the Instagram um, handle? Um, Dory Scott. It's just Dory Scott. It's under my my um, Instagram right now. Dory Scott. Mm -hmm. D O D O R I S C O T T. Please definitely go out support Izzy Scott's foundation to make sure that other kids do not have to. Yes, ma'am. And we'll we'll be doing things like, you know, providing life jackets, just things to help save other kids, like swim safety. It's going to be geared around all of that. Okay, perfect. Please definitely go out and support Izzy Scott's foundation. Once again, that's Dory Scott, D-O-R-I-S-C-O-T-T -T, on Instagram. Well, there you go. That's all I can say. Thank you so much for joining Mad Women. Please share our podcast.
and please and join us for our next season. Have a good day.